Welcome to the Green Lab Futures Talking Social Innovation Podcast with your host, me, Scott Douglas. We'll be bringing you the conversations that we are having with industry, education and the community to help us develop and shape our views and understanding on the future roles of social innovation. We hope you enjoy. our one-on-one chat with Dominic Saperotto from Outcome Life. Um, thanks for joining us today, Dominic. Pleasure, Scott. Great to be here. Um, and we're talking about the, the role that you have um, within your, um, and, and forgive me, uh, co-founder or founder of Outcome Life? Co-founder, yep. Yeah. Perfect. Um, how long has Outcome Life been running for now? Uh, so, you know, five, almost six years um, started in 2015, where we saw a need in the market um, that people, you know, students coming out of uni um, just weren't ready to get a full time job. And so we wanted to do something about that. Absolutely. And, and some of the topics that we've been talking about um, off, off camera, are the, the challenges with the work, the future workforce um, that we see across across Australia um, in regional and metro areas. But um we 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 met on a discussion um around um the employment future opportunities in regional areas um for the Mm -hmm. clients that you work with that that's a major opportunity in the future isn't it absolutely and um you know i call it the reverse brain drain so um you know a a lot of our youth typically have gone from regional areas into the city because i thought that's where the employment is but i think it's done a 360 now whereas I think people from the city now are realising that perhaps the best opportunities are actually in regional areas. And you complement that, you know, with a lifestyle of, you know, not sitting in traffic for two hours every day. Um, it's very appealing. Absolutely. That was uh, what inspired my reverse <laughs> move back back home. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be following you shortly. I can tell you. <laughs> and, and we're seeing now with the, um, I suppose, the work employment model um, 4.0 um, having changed so dramatically over the last kind of 18 months um, that's also impacting the way that your your business is placing students now as well isn't it yeah so so students now um, uh, well you know 18 months ago in March um, given that we had I think 400 odd interns out in face-to-face internships I remember that night thinking what on earth are we going to do now um, but within a week, we were able to convert all those 400 internships into remote internships. And um, it was fine with the host companies and it was fine with the students. The ones that we had to bring along kicking and screaming were the unis because, you know, they had this paradigm that you can only be supervised face to face. But now the norm appears to be that more than half the um, internships or work um, placements that we make um, that students do to get um, experience and they get course credit for it um, is remote and you don't need to be in the workplace and we know now that you know probably half the world's jobs are never going to return to face-to-face so this really does open up the opportunity for businesses in regional Victoria to get some talent that they've never had access to before because they don't actually need to be in regional Victoria albeit that the internationals uh, students in particular that we place they are all looking to go regional um, because it's a benefit to them with their immigration. 
Absolutely, but but hold that. We do want them to come regionally as well. We <laughs> we absolutely want the yeah. the, the knowledge That's and fine. skill sets. <laughs> um, I, I think it yeah. was just recently um, a, a project um, that I was a part of. We we talked about or explored bioenergy in Gippsland, um, and it wasn't until kind of three months after we'd uh, finished the project that um, it was like a, a whole kind of range of South American um, bioenergy environmental science scientists um, found me on LinkedIn and <laughs> started connecting with how they could be involved in this work in Gippsland that is, yeah. uh, I'll say we're probably about two years away from it right now from it becoming quite a big um, consideration, but to have these skill sets of people in our community um, it's act like it's it's quite quite an amazing opportunity that that we have sitting right there in the net for the next couple of um, decades, isn't it? No, oh, it's amazing. And uh, this morning I was speaking to um, a gentleman who was 16 years at PepsiCo in um, might have been Argentina or Chile, one of the two, and he can't get a job here. The only job he can get is in hospitality. Now, you know, I'm pretty sure that we need um, professional HR people. Um, in regional Victoria, um, and he'd be more than happy to go because, um, you know, it's probably closer to what he's used to um, living in his home country. Um, but also, again, it aids with his prospects to get uh, migration to, you know, what is the greatest country on the planet, uh, I believe, at the moment. Um, so he would be more than happy to come out. And, and we've got all sorts of people. I've got a PhD, um, this guy who specialises in um, brewing beer and you know he's one of the people that makes sure that every batch um, is safe and won't kill people if people drink it um, and he's got some tremendous experience in that area as a chemical engineer but in particular brewing beer and I'm pretty sure they consume a bit of beer out Gippsland way um, I'm told I'm not sure but uh, hopefully I get to sample a bit next I catch up with you when I when I come visit you Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Bandley Brewing so, uh, <laughs> and Taylor's Grave are my two shout-outs. <laughs> awesome. Good um, stuff. Absolutely. And I think these are the areas now where we're starting to kind of reimagine what the future of Gippsland looks like and regional Victoria as a whole because on the call where I met you, um, we had a person from Bendigo and Ballarat. And, and the message is so positive coming out of the regional areas because we are literally screaming for skill sets that we don't have, that these people um, that are either um, completing an Australian qualification on top of their already held qualification, which provides a, such a, an enriched um, learning experience and, and knowledge that can be applied to our regional economy that we're potentially not, not fully seeing that, that opportunity just yet. Yeah. Um, let's, let's hope that that changes in the next 12 months so that we can start connecting those people with the opportunities that are local because there are so many. Yeah, and, and they're very varied too in their skills. So you've got um, plenty of engineers, um, plenty of engineers, plenty of IT people, plenty of marketing people, um, and also you know, accounting um, base. But you know, as an example, there's this lovely young lady that, um, that I've been helping out who um, in China um, built uh, their biggest um, dating app for um, LGBT individuals. Now, this young lady built an app um, in a place where being LGBT, it's not illegal, but it's certainly not mainstream. And um, she, just using TikTok videos, got 5 million users, engaged users on the app. 
Now, I'm pretty sure that there'd be many, many businesses in Gippsland that would love to have someone with experience of engaging an audience using guerrilla tactics because you're not allowed to do it openly um, and get 5 million users using short six second videos. Like, you know, the stuff that people have done overseas, we've never seen here before. And so, you know, this experience that they've got, um, I'm sure could help many, many businesses in Gippsland and all over Australia. Oh, absolutely. I think um, the, the emerging economies that we're seeing in Australia um, and regional regional Australia aren't they're they aren't you uh, sorry they aren't new to other countries they're they're often concepts that we've borrowed or we've just seen and gone hey, hang on let's let's try and do that over here and and the one that I kept keep getting stuck on is the the bioenergy um, because it's it's a, it's a major interest down here in Gippsland at the moment um, and every time I have a uh, I look at my LinkedIn account I've got a, a new message from a new bioenergy engineer um, from Colombia Chile. Argentina or Brazil, and they're wanting to chat about how they can connect into the work down here. And um, yeah. it's great that we've now got Jack in our own backyard as well, who's yes. down at the Sale, that we can do a bit of these connect, connecting the dots, and then they can come in through the vehicle that you provide as well um, through Outcome Life, which I think is really, really critical to that that um, that experience that the that the person gets. Yeah, and just, uh, and just for the viewers, what we do is that we place um, interns into internships on behalf of universities. So it's what we call a work readiness program or work integrated learning. It has a few different names. But, you know, effectively what it means is that they're, they're going to come and work in your workplace for 12 weeks, normally three days a week, sometimes it's four, and they're doing it for course credit with their uni course or whatever course they're doing because uh, it might be out of um, uh, private colleges or TAFE or something. But effectively, it's a 12-week interview. You get to see them in your workplace for free, cost you nothing, um, and, and see what they're about and what value they can add. And then if you would like to employ them at the end, most of them are in their final semester and therefore could accept a full-time job. And the great thing about all these, um, I call them kids because they're all a little bit younger than me, the great thing about them is that they, because they've studied here in Australia and paid possibly three times as much as our kids pay to do the same course, the government gives them a two-year full work rights visa, which means that they can stay with you for two years and work for you. And in that time, they go through the process of perhaps getting their permanent residency, which does not require a company to sponsor, like they do it off their own bat. And, you know, most of them get it. I would say 90% of them get it, as long as they're doing all the right things. Again, no cost to the employer. So you get this person for 12 weeks and then they can work for you for two years and then they get permanent residency and stay forever. And that's what most of these, um, these kids are doing. Right. So we need to be sharing this message far and wide yeah. about the role that Outcome Life um, is providing to, to those grads as well, because that's, oh, I know being in that system as well, um, having been lecturing, you, you, you're putting information into the heads and then you're hoping that, by the time they gain employment, they're, they're they're joining the dots and they know how to use that information. It sounds like to me that that's a really good opportunity to get that work, that critical work experience that that's needed to 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 bring everything together and and to not be deterred right now in this in the current state that we're in because we can do it remotely yeah. um, and we can have those experiences too. Yeah, so, and, and whether it's remote or, or whether it's face-to-face, -face, you know, the kids are very happy um, 
to move to regional areas too. Um, but there, there's a couple of things it provides too. And that is that for most of these people that come from different countries, you know, working in Colombia is gonna be very different to working in Australia. And, and that way, you know, for employers, they don't have to bear the cost of that learning curve. Because what we do find is that, you know, it's normally 12 weeks or three months. For the first few weeks, they're really finding their feet. And then the middle part, they're really doing some good stuff. And then in the last part, they're really adding value. And that's where um, a company normally decides whether or not they wish to keep them or not. And not everyone gets employed and that's okay. You're still giving someone an opportunity. So there's that part of it and learning about Australian workplace culture, which is very different to overseas. But it's also about learning what software do we use here? And, and what are the systems and processes uh, that are here? And that takes a little bit of time. And we don't, and, and the great thing about this is that the, the host company does not have to wear that learning curve. It doesn't cost them anything. So therefore, normally they're happy to, although there is a bit of a cost or opportunity cost because they have to oversee them and perhaps meet with them if they're doing it remotely for an hour a day on, on, on Slack or something. But again, I think it's a really balanced benefit and cost um, between all parties, you know, and, and you know, to, to get a bit of value, provide someone with a great opportunity, and at the end of it, you know, if everyone loves one another, you know, perhaps there's some employment there as well. Um, but, you know, it, there's, no, there's no obligation on anyone's part. Mm, absolutely. And that, um, I think that really critical kind of takeaway is that the integration of someone into a new work environment, um, a lot of, I'll, I'll, I'll say a lot of businesses I've, um, I've been exposed to have really struggled with that experience of, of assuming that anyone can integrate in. Um, and there might be different workplace biases that mean that certain certain people um, can't integrate in, or, or certain scenarios, or sorry, certain environments don't allow it to happen. And when when you have an, a, somebody gain experience to a workplace, and, and that allows them to understand all of those nuances, it makes that that next step so much easier, doesn't it? Yeah, and and really, um, a lot of the host companies, especially those that are taking someone perhaps from a different country for the first time. It is a bit of a culture shock. And, and the difference in Australia compared to other countries is that we hire people, we do not hire skill sets. The skill sets are actually really easy to teach. But here, you know, are they going to fit in with our team? Are they going to be able to relate with our customers and our clients? That's the bit that we're not good at. And that may take a business one or two people to come in in order for the business to work out how do they integrate people. And that's okay, because that's a learning curve that the business may have as well. And so hence, you can't start till you start. You know, my message to, to businesses is that give it a go and, and see, you know, whether it works for you, whether it works for your business. Um, in fact, a lot of businesses use this as a way to upskill their senior people to, um, to manage younger people, to, to create mentoring skills. And, and we find that most businesses, I would say probably 90%, once they've taken one, they end up taking multiple because they see the value and see the benefit. And, and, you know, probably about one in three students do get offered a job at the end because of how successful, um, uh, you know, the whole process is. And so, yeah, encourage anyone to get in touch and, you know, we'd be more than happy to, uh, to provide them um, with some people to, to come out and, and spend some time with them. Absolutely. And can, can we talk about what, what's on the cards in the future for Outcome Life? What, what do you, 
Um, where do you see the work that you guys are doing uh, in the next couple of years coming out um, of? Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously still supporting um, local kids. So we'll be certainly looking at local kids as well. Um, internationals and internationals is extremely important to Victoria. Um, international education is our biggest export. Um, it's a little bit on hold now because no one can get here, but still some kids are doing um, learning overseas and, and can't wait to get here once the borders open. But we're also doing quite a bit of work um, with the Mandela Legacy Foundation out of South Africa, helping um, what is going to be a bit of a crisis, I think, over the next 10 years where 25% of the population is going to be in Africa. And a lot of kids are incredibly um, uh, educated, and, uh, but they just can't get a job. And the stats are something like, you know, 60 odd percent of all youth um, are unemployed. And it's certainly um, even worse for um, young women. I think the stats are in the 70 percent, even though they've got education, they've got degrees, they just don't have the opportunity. But what um, COVID has taught us is that you can do things remotely. And um, with um, the grandson of Nelson Mandela, his name is Zondwa Mandela, uh, we've been placing. Um, our first cohort of students into businesses here in Australia. Um, and we placed the first five and already two of those businesses says, how can we employ them? Um, these were marketing kids that we placed. And so what are kids really good at? Social media marketing, digital marketing. And, uh, and you know, and, and so these kids have made an impact within the first few weeks of their business um, already. So much so that the owners of the business say, you know, how can we keep them on after, you know, the 12 week, programs finished. And so we'll be getting um, a lot more of these um, kids coming out of there. Um, we're working with Zondwa to do what we call the um, 1 million internship challenge. We'll be taking a million kids out of Africa and placing them into um, businesses here in Australia and North America. And so we'd love to give the lion's share of the good, good kids um, to people here in Australia, here in Victoria, here in Gippsland. We would love to do that. And they're terrific kids speak beautiful English, um, you know, and, and are very tech savvy. Wow, how's that for social innovation? I just, I, I, love, I love it. And to place a million, wow, how yep. can I have? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we got, we got 10 years to do it, so we need to get cracking, so. Uh, Absolutely, and on that note, um, we'll finish up our, our chat for this afternoon, Dominic. I really do want to um, thank you for taking the moment to chat to us about the work that you're doing. Um, and the role that Outcome Life will play in, in, the, in the future placing, or currently and, and in the future placing, those critical experiences for students. Yeah, um, my pleasure. Well, I'll just show our URL out the back there, outcome.life. Hit us up and hit me up on LinkedIn um, as well. It's, it's my preferred um, method of connecting with people. Um, so, yeah, only too happy to help. And, you know, all the best. Continue the good work that you're doing, Scott, helping the people out there in, uh, in Gippsland. I look forward to joining you in the next year or so. Excellent. We'd, we'd love to have you. Thank you very much, Dominic. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye.